Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We would be honored if you would join us. In the Star Wars archives, episode 1 to 3, 1999 to 2005, we cover a vast array of stuff from Paul Duncan's book. I had the pleasure of speaking with Paul Duncan here on the channel. You can find the interview for free here on Star Wars Theory or on my podcast on Spotify or Apple iTunes. And one of the things in this book, and we're going to be covering a lot of that stuff from the books this summer, comes many interviews with George Lucas himself that Paul had, as well as a lot of old interviews of George with other people. Today's video will cover George. George Lucas explaining Anakin Skywalker. I feel like this is a good video to start off the series for the summer and to kind of get the ball rolling, as you know, Anakin is the main character. From these books, you'll learn a lot that you will never learn from actual novelizations or some of the other books like Labyrinth of Evil or any of the Legends or Canon books, because these words come from the mouth of George Lucas himself. And the things that he explains are things we can't find anywhere else. So without further ado, let's begin. George starts talking about the Phantom Menace, and in it he had a totally different treatment for the movie. There wasn't going to be a Qui-Gon, and I'll cover that in its own separate video at another time. However, as he continues to explain that there was no Qui-Gon and there was an older Obi-Wan, he then goes on to elaborate about Anakin. So here it is. The story has Obi-Wan as a young Jedi in his mid-twenties. He's ambitious and takes on the mentorship of this kid who starts out about eight or nine years old. The kid is enthusiastic, good, and compassionate. Even though he wasn't raised a Jedi, he has a lot of Jedi qualities about him. Even though he's too old to start the training of a Jedi, Obi-Wan feels the Force is so strong with him that he has to train him as a Jedi. So, Anakin starts out very idealistic, very naive, very clean of any dark side. And just to interject right here before we continue, it's very true that Anakin did start out very innocent. And this was the main reason that George chose Jake Lloyd and not anyone else, is because Jake had this very natural innocence about him. For example, the scene where Anakin is getting his midichlorians tested by Qui-Gon Jinn. That was originally supposed to be indoors, but George changed it to be outdoors so that Anakin could ponder on the night sky and look to the stars and kind of show us as the viewer about Anakin's dreams and aspirations, just like any kid would have. Why do the Jedi take kids when they're little? George asks. 
I have to come up with an answer, even though it doesn't show up in the script. There has to be logic behind why that happens. This is Anakin's Achilles heel that ultimately comes into play when he grows up. So right here we're learning that Anakin's main issue isn't necessarily his dark side or this and that, but it's the fact that he was brought in too old. He had too many attachments and he was already deep-rooted in his own ways, his own ways of emotions and anger and perhaps jealousy, hatred, vengeance, and so on. He was too old to part from his mother, George says. As a result, later he fell in love and he couldn't bear to part from his wife when he found out she was going to die in childbirth. Therefore, when the devil came to say, I can bring her back, he fell for it, even though it was a lie. Obi-Wan begins as this strong Jedi character, but when you see all six movies, you'll see that what Ben is doing with Luke is very close to the same mistake he made with Anakin. So there's this underlying current that he's going to make the same mistake again that Luke's going to turn into a Sith instead of having him redeem Darth Vader. That's the big tension in this whole thing. Can Obi-Wan right the wrong that he's done? Ultimately, George says, this trilogy is about the relationship between Anakin and Padme. She's much more than a wife. It's a complex, slightly dysfunctional relationship and it resolves itself in a similar way to how Ben resolved the issue of Anakin. And guys, pay attention to this part because this is probably one of my favorite parts of this whole piece here, is that he's going to explain the intricacies of Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Luke, and how everything actually rhymes and works like a cog in a machine. Which is that when one person dies, something new is born. So when Anakin's mother, who is a key player in all of this, dies, something is born in Anakin that becomes Darth Vader. When Anakin is in the process of becoming Vader, Padme finally lets go of him. And so Paul Duncan, the interviewer, the author of this book, says, And in the way that after Ben dies in Star Wars, it reaffirms Luke's belief and trust in the Force. George then says, The core of Anakin's problem is that the Jedi are raised from birth, so they learn to let go of everything. They're trained more than anything else to understand the transitional nature of life. That things are constantly changing and you can't hold on to anything. You can love things, but you can't be attached to them. You must be willing to let the flow of life and the flow of the force move through your life, move through you, so that you can be compassionate and loving and caring, but not be possessive and grabbing and holding onto things and trying to keep things the way they are. Letting go is a central theme of the film. And I think this is something that a lot of people, especially today, kind of forget about Star Wars is that it's not all about memes and, you know, Star Wars being a pop culture thing. It's the general theme of being able to let go of stuff and to also know that it's never too late to right your wrongs. Now, of course, there are a few other points that George makes. However, the main point of all of this is to understand that the Sith are constantly trying to keep things for themselves and to not let go. They're greedy and that greed leads them to the dark side and inevitably into death. But with the Jedi, they have to learn to let go. So it's not necessarily about not forming attachments. It's about letting things just naturally happen and letting go to move one with the Force, as the Force would have it. Now, going back to the part where Obi-Wan was trying to right his wrongs with Luke that he did with Anakin, I find that to be pretty interesting because in another excerpt, and I, I made a video about this maybe two, three weeks ago, that Obi-Wan, as... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass.
quoted by George, is pretty much to blame for the entire downfall of the Republic because of his inability to train Anakin properly. Now, personally, I think Qui-Gon Jinn could have trained Anakin perfectly and we could have avoided everything to do with the fall of the Republic and the rise of the Empire and the Sith. But once again, as we've learned, that was the will of the Force. And we have to be okay with that. Because in the end, it did work out. However, there was just a lot of turmoil and, you know, death. So I want to know what do you guys think about George's words on Anakin? It seems like his main issues wasn't necessarily that he had the dark side or anything, but his main problem was that he was just taken too late. Now, if Qui-Gon had found Anakin sooner or the Jedi had found Anakin sooner, things would have been very, very different. But I think under the special case that Anakin was brought to the Jedi Temple at the age of nine and had formed attachments to his mother and had other issues already, I think the only person that could have combated these properly was Qui-Gon Jinn, the actual father figure to Anakin that he never got to have. And this is really what is the underlying issue here is that Anakin didn't have a proper father figure. And ultimately when it came to his issues, he wasn't able to refrain from his temptations to hold on to everything that he was taught to let go. Thanks for watching today's video. Catch me on Star Wars Theory Podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Leave a like on this video, please. It really helps the channel out and I'll catch you all in the next one. Until then, remember the force will be with you always.